Good evening, everyone. Good evening and welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast. This is the Porsche Cool Podcast. You know that already. Uh, it's Tuesday. Tuesdays means owner's stories. Uh, and this is number 17 today. Um, 17 owner's stories. It seems like they've just gone by in a blink of an eye. Um, I was only doing number one. It doesn't seem like that long ago with Nick from the UK, my friend from the UK that has the 997 Carrera 4S. And now we're up to number 17. And I guess we have had a few 997s along the way. We've had quite a few 996s. Uh, we've had, what else have we had? We've had 912s. Uh, we've had 356s now. Um, so we're getting a good mixture of owners. We're getting a good mixture of the passion, uh, which is fantastic. Um, and like I said, if you want to be on these owner stories, just uh, send me a DM. Send me a DM through Instagram uh, on Porsche Cooled Instagram. Uh, give it a follow while you're there. You could also send me a, a DM through uh, michael.bath on Instagram as well. You can also follow me there if you like. There's more watches and uh, some cars, some of my, some Porsches on there, but mainly it's watches and personal things, but you're happy to follow. It's not a private account. Uh, I don't see the point in having private accounts on Instagram if you are on Instagram, but that's just me. Anyway, DM at Porsche Cooled if you want to be on the owner's stories. Don't think that your story isn't interesting. Everyone's story is interesting. They may all sound similar. There is a common bond, but they're all a little bit different. And that's what's great about them. So today, uh, we're going to be joined by um, Amir. And Amir is coming from, he's coming from uh, Los Angeles in the US. Uh, I'm going to connect with Zoom with him in the next five minutes. So I just wanted to do this intro before he comes online. Uh, Amir has two Porsches. And there's a couple of questions I want to ask Amir when he comes on because he's picked Two Porsches which are similar, but then again, different. Um, and that's that's where I'm going to let it off. But once again, I always say this in you guys. Any of you guys who have read the title will know what, what he has anyway. I might make it a little bit trickier there in the title so you don't actually realize. Anyway, interested in speaking to Amir. Um, he reached out to me on uh, Instagram. So I think he's got a good story. Let's get him on Zoom and let's start chatting all things Porsche. Like I said, Porsche Good Podcast. My name is Michael Bath, if you don't know already, and this is Owner Stories number 17. <laughs> I always forget that, number 17. Let's get Amir on the line. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Like I said, this is Owner Stories today. Um, and today we are, um, as I said before, we're going to be joined by Amir, and Amir is from uh, Los Angeles in the US. Uh, Amir has a couple of 911s, actually, so it's going to be interesting to have a chat. Uh, Amir's here with me now. Hi, Amir. How are you? Hi, Michael. How are you? Very well. Thanks for uh, welcome to the podcast, and thanks for um, coming on Owner's Stories. Thank you very much for having me. So, Amir, uh, just I want to just going to let the listeners know. So, Amir reached out to me. Um, he cre- actually just told me then he you didn't have an Instagram before before you were listening to the podcast or before you contacted me. So he set up an Instagram. Um, so I want you guys to go and follow him on that too when you're listening to it. And I'll just give you the address for the Instagram now. It's uh, Aircool, which is a really cool name, A-E-R-K-U-H-L on Instagram. So while we're talking, just go and have a look at that. Uh, Amir has got a few images of his cars on there, so you can see what we're talking about. Sometimes it makes it better. So Amir, with, with owner stories, you know, it's all about, it's all about every, every owner having a different story, you know what I mean? But the story always has like a common bond because we all... We all love Porsches and we love driving them. And, and it's about everyone telling their, their story, which is always a little bit different. Um, so I always like to start the podcast with, with what, you, what are your you know, memories of Porsche? When did you first start noticing 
you know, 911s or Porsches? Was it, was it just in recent years? Was it, you know, a friend had a, had a 911 or a Porsche or, um, you know, have you owned them before? Okay, so I guess my first memory of Porsche has to do with the early 1990s when I moved into a particular neighborhood. And by luck, uh, one of the neighbors had a, a silver 930. Um, and the, one of the reasons that I really liked the Porsche was because whenever you start the, almost any model of Porsche, the first uh, minute or so, probably it's a bit louder than after you get warm up, you know. Yes, and, yes. Uh, so, so he had a 930, you know, he pulled out of the garage and obviously 930 has a big uh, whale tail uh, on it. You know, it was a silver car, a big whale tail. And, and almost every time that he was leaving the garage or coming back into the garage, it was like a joy to me to see, oh, wow, this, this looks like a little airplane coming in or leaving the, yeah. the neighborhood, you know. And, and I remember I, I talked with him, you know, uh, a couple of times, and uh, I, I remember that at one point, uh, and I'm not sure why he was thinking of selling it, but I, I remember very clearly that uh, when he sold the car, you know, he had the car next to his garage, and there was a table with the champagne in there. So, oh, so, okay. so I think he was getting the check from the guy, you know, they, they were breaking the the champagne bottle and, and uh, celebrating, you know, right, uh, right. That, that, that event. So that kind of stuck in my mind. And of course, after that, anytime I went to the bars and coffee events, you know, in my area, or I went to the um, auto show, you know, I always wanted to go to the Porsche and see what's going on over there. And, and the funny part in, in my case was uh, at the auto show, Porsche location was all the way to one end, you know, so basically you had to go through some other cars in order to get to this one, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I was always trying to find a way to see, can I start from the other end, you know? And, and of course, the problem was when I started from Porsche, I didn't want to look at anything else, you know? <laughs> so, so you're always trying to find it at the other end. It must, be, it must be really difficult too being in Los Angeles because Los Angeles being such a, so, such a strong car culture and, and, you know, so much sort of heritage there with cars and, you know, people owning cars and all these shows. So it must be... It's always sort of tempting you there, isn't it? It's always sort of in your in your face, so to speak. Oh yeah, yeah. It's always like that. And and you know, I'm I'm not sure if if your listeners are aware or not. There are two um, locations in United States that Porsche opened the two major sites. One is in Atlanta, and the other one is in Los Angeles. And and there is a reason why for uh, they did that because obviously there are so many people that they are interested at this company you know porsche so so that's why i think there's so many enthusiasts here in in los angeles so you see this you see this 930 turbo this 930 turbo your owner has that's in the 90s you said in the in the 90s that was like in 1990 yeah 1990 yeah so what happens then do you then you go you go along and you just buy your normal sort of cars and then then you decide you want to buy a porsche or you you've had have you had a porsche before the cars you're driving now no, no, I didn't. And, and, and what happened is in the, I guess, in the early 90s, you know, my, my, my daughter was four years old. And actually in 1990, my son was born. So we had to, you know, pay attention to some other priorities, I guess, in life, you know, with, yep. with the kids. And, and, you know, so you had to stay away from things that they look like uh, 
luxury. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so the kids, so the kids grew up. It, a few years pass, and then you you know you haven't lost the passion for the brand. You go to car shows. You're looking for Porsches at the car shows. You're still you're still passionate about Porsches, and then you decide you decide you're going to buy your first 911 or your first Porsche. How did that come, right, yeah. how did that come about? Yeah, so so what happened is uh, somewhere in 2013, um, I guess by that time my, my son was in the college, my daughter finished the college, so they were kind of out and 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 this was kind of the time and, and the age basically. They said, okay, I guess maybe I have to spend some of my uh, you know my income on something that is more fun as far as you know. Uh, you know, cars and, yes, you know, yeah. other things is concerned, right? And paying for the college and tuitions and, 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 and you know. So, so, so I actually started looking um, around for my first Porsche in 2013. Okay. And it was, it was a bit toward the end of the year. I, I want to say somewhere around like October, November, I started looking around. And um, I was actually looking for a 997.2, um, anything that is after 2009. So uh, yes. uh, basically, this is 2013. I'm looking in 2009 and newer, and I have had some reasons. Um, you know, obviously, I mean, in your previous podcast, you know, people are talking about the 996 and things like that, and and I, I really didn't want to. I, I didn't look at the 996 at all. I, I didn't okay. even. Uh, regardless of what was the price, I didn't. I didn't like it because of you know, obviously, a lot of people they said the headlights. And, and and one of the other reasons that I didn't like it was because of the steering wheel. Oh, okay. The steering yeah. wheel of a 996 is like a triangular steering wheel, and it kind of moved into the part of the 997.1, you know. And and that was the other reason that I didn't want to look at the 997.1 because I didn't like the steering wheel. Not the headlight was okay, but the steering wheel now was oh, okay. Okay. I thought you were going to say you didn't want, I mean, you know, I have a 997.1, right? Yeah. So I have yeah. a 997.1. So it, it wasn't due to the IMS. You were looking at the point two because you wanted something that didn't have the IMS hanging over your head. You, that was, that was one of the main concerns well, why the, you went straight that, that to the was, point two. Yeah, that, that was, that was one of the reasons that, that the other reason is, you know, I, I, the way I look at it is, you know, you're going to make pay. I mean, unless you pay the whole thing cash, but, you know, you're going to make, payments for a couple of years and after that you theoretically want to keep the car for yes. a couple of more years and i just didn't want to have something that just kind of bothered me you know what i'm saying i mean assuming you have a no problem with the ims or anything else but you know there's, there's a certain thing that you want to you know you, you don't want to see it you just yeah okay, you just I, want to enjoy I, it you don't want to have that idea in your head and it, and it's still always yeah and always when you have a point one or a nine i mean nine nine six you can do the obviously the ims ln engineering thing but you know the nine nine seven like mine you can't really do anything with it you know what i mean you can get yeah. it checked but you can't really do anything with it so i understand i mean it is it is something that is always there um hopefully it never happens but it it could and it has um, so that's always a concern. So this, I just want to go back to the year. So this is 2013, Amir, and yeah. you're looking at a 09, 09, 010.2, 997. Is that correct? That's right. I, I, no, well, I was looking, uh, I, I want to say my time range was probably between 2009 and I want to say maybe 2011. You know, that, that was the time, uh, time frame with my budget. You see okay. what I'm saying? 
So, so after that, it was kind of, you know, getting closer to the new car prices and, you know, and it was getting, I guess, more expensive. So, so, what, so, so yeah. what did you find? Tell the listeners what you found. So you, this is, so you found the car quite quickly. This is when you bought the first 911? No, no. What happened was I started looking somewhere, as I said, around uh, October, November. You know, I, I looked around and I, I, I contacted some of the different uh, sellers, you know, uh, and, and tried to find out, you know, uh, something about their cars and things like that. And, and uh, if they have any issues, any, anything like that. And one of the things I found out is, as you know, Porsche has so many different options that they put on on a, on a particular car. So, so you can have two almost identical looking car, but the inside or the options yes. are different. So, yes. so they are not the same. So as, as I went through this, I found that, yeah, there are, you know, I was, I was looking at the, uh, I guess I was looking at the, like the regular Carrera or 911 and, and the S model. Um, yes. and, I, and one of the reasons that I didn't purchase the S model was because of the insurance. Because okay. at, at that time, my, my kids are in the college level and, and, and the insurance, especially if they are on my insurance, the insure, my insurance will go up even if they never drive my car. You see okay. what I'm saying? Because yes, yes. Because they're part of my insurance. So, so because of that particular reason, I took the S out of my list, you know, the S model. And then I was looking for a car that has the options of the S but it is not the S. Okay, which is not which is not easy to find. That, that's correct. You know, so, <laughs> so, so I talked to the, you know various sellers and things like that, and they told me, oh no no no, you cannot have like a Corona uh, Corona uh, Plus in this because that doesn't come with it and all that. And yeah. Anyway, after I, I looked somewhere around the, um, I guess uh, late April, uh, early uh, May 2014, uh, I found. A, a, a black cabriolet uh, at, at the place called CarMax, and um, I'm not sure if you are familiar with the CarMax. I have, company, yeah, I have heard of it. Yeah, company that they have, they sell car, they check it, they have all, you know, they have all the records, whatever they have, and and the background, any issues and things like that, and they also back it up, uh, you know, with the with their own, um, I guess, insurance if you want. Okay, you know, so, so I, you found. I found so you found this car and then you, you looked at it, you, it had good records, it had good service records, it had good history. That's correct, yeah. So, and, and it had, it had uh, again, uh, I, I found this information from the Porsche uh, later on, you know, from the thing. And I found that this particular car had about close to $17,000 worth of extra options on it. Okay. You know? so, so it came with... Uh, you know, the Sport uh, Corona package plus, you know, it came with, it was a PDK car. It has a hot and cold ventilation seats. Yes. It, my steering wheel is a carbon fiber with the heat in it. So okay. The button, you press it and it heats up the steering wheel, you know. So, so it, it had a lot of options, you know, a lot of other miscellaneous things, you know, gold uh, emblems and, you know, uh, crest on the wheels and all of that, you know. So, yes. so I, I found that this is probably something that is closer to the S without paying the insurance of the S, you know what I'm saying, when, when it comes to insuring. Yeah, so you found this car and it was pretty much the perfect car is what you were looking for. It wasn't yeah. an S, it's a standard Carrera, it's a black 997.2 Cabriolet. That's correct. And, and then you, so then how long did it 
take you to decide before you you made the purchase? Did you purchase it pretty much straight away? Um, I, I I think we we went back and forth a bit, you know, because I I was I was very interested in this, so I would say I, it took probably about a, a day or two, you know. Okay. That, that's that that's, that's pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, I, I contacted the the police and I said, look, I'm interested in this car. I know how many miles on it. Don't let anybody else test it. <laughs> how many <laughs> miles? How many miles did it have on it, Amir? Uh, it, it had uh, right around thirty thousand miles at the time. Okay, you know, so that's very low. That's very low mileage. That's very good. That, that's correct. Yeah. Did it, and, and as I said, with all the clean history, you know, I, I was, uh, I was very sold on it. I, I guess the only thing I didn't think about it is this is a cabriolet car. You know what I'm saying? And and rather than a hard top. But uh, one one thing that I noticed is, you know, I have an option in Southern California. We don't have that much rain coming here. You know. Yes. Uh, I, have a, I have a lot of options when, when I leave my house. I would say probably about 70, 80% my top is down. You know what I'm saying? When, when I leave. Well, you're in the perfect climate for it. It's almost like being in Sydney in Australia. It's almost the perfect climate. I think probably LA is even better. I mean, LA and, and cabriolets or convertibles or drop tops, they sort of go one on one, don't they? They go hand in hand. So, yeah, but, but was the cabriolet, so was a cabriolet what you were actually looking for or not? It wasn't, you were looking for a, a coupe or you were. It, you were happy to have either. Okay, well, I guess I, I, when I was looking, I was looking for the coupe. But when I came across this particular car, you know, I guess I, I, the moment I saw it, I, I, I was so interested in it that you know, it, I became like a blind, blinded by yeah. by the love of its look. You know. So. Yeah, yeah. So, so you found this car. You waited a couple of days, and then you decided, okay, I'm going to take it, and you purchased the car. That's right, and and the and the very very funny part of this whole purchase uh, process was I, I I did a couple of things. One is I, I got all the the loan papers ready, and I completely forgot that normally when we purchase our car, my wife's name is on it. So so when I went through this whole paperwork, I found that that no, my name is the only one on this car really? at this point, and and. The the day that we were purchasing it was actually my birthday. It was not it was not scheduled to be <laughs> on that day, but it was my birthday that I bought it. And 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 one last funny part of this thing is you know sometimes underneath the carpet they have a date stamp, yes. and it actually had my my um, my uh, year, no, my, my month and my date on the, the really? stamp of this car, you know what I'm saying? So it was meant to be. It's a lucky car. You can't That's sell right. that one. <laughs> That's right. You can't sell that one. So you had so you picked it up, you've got the 997. Do you so it had a really good maintenance history. Do you do and I want to get into what you what you told me in the message as well. So you bought the 997, do you go and get, then get it checked? Do you get a service done on it? Do you get it checked by Porsche or it's it's good the way it is? Okay, so 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 what happened is when when I purchased the car, uh, it had about I want to say like five months worth of uh, the Porsche warranty on it at the time, you know. Okay. So so um, uh, so so I I had obviously had enough time to look around the engine to see you know if there's anything going on uh, with it, you know, and and also um, I, I had one minor issue at the time. I think it was a expansion tank, you know, the coolant expansion tank that had yes. a, a little leak on the side. 
And uh, the funny part is I took it to, to the closest Porsche dealership to me, and they said, oh, no, no, don't worry about it, and we just changed the cap. But I, at that moment, I just wanted to somehow get replaced. So I contacted another dealership, uh, which was about like 20 miles away from me, so, and, and I took it over there, and they replaced the, the expansion tank. So, so, oh, that's good, because it was under warranty. That's right. So, so from, from 2014 till now, my car actually went to the dealership or because of the expansion tank once. And I, okay. I, I took care of whatever other maintenance that was keep coming up, you know, uh, on my own. So let's, let's just touch on that before we introduce you, before we talk about the second 911 that you have. So you've owned the car for, what, five years or so? Five yeah, years. Well, about six. Yeah, because I buy it. Six years. Yeah. And you really, don't take it, you really don't take it to Porsche for services. You don't take it to a Porsche specialist. You do all the maintenance yourself, correct? That's correct. Yeah, up to this point, yeah. And I'm going to hit the wood so I don't, you know, get into bad luck. So <laughs> tell me, Amir, have you done this before on previous cars? Do you know about how you know about servicing cars? You, know, you, you are like quite that way inclined you know what to do yes so, or you had to teach yourself so so i guess the answer to almost all your question is, is kind of yes and and uh and this has probably to do with my background you know i'm, I'm very good i guess there are people that they you know you, you give them a guitar they play a guitar the playing of a saxophone and they play almost any instrument you know for, for me i guess my gift uh was the ability to troubleshoot things you know what i'm saying and when yes. I say troubleshooting, I'm not talking about just cars. It could be a, um, a swimming pool filter. It could be uh, something related to the, I mean, you know, anything, anything related, maybe, you know, circuit breaker on the house, you know, and things like that. You know, so, so it could be any, any topic. And I do a little study and then I'll just go for it, you know. So you're good at fixing things. You're good at fixing things. That's right. But when you're when you're maintaining your own car, and this is the question that people who are listening are going to be thinking. I know that when I'm when you're talking, people are going to say, "Okay, you're you're doing you've you've had this car for over five years, six years. It's a nine nine seven point two Cabriolet. You're doing all the maintenance yourself. Do you think that's going to have if you ever want to sell the car? Do you think that's going to have an impact on the value of the car, or you'd never intend to sell the car? Well. Okay, so so what I like to do is I like to document what what I do. For example, um, around forty thousand miles or so, uh, roughly, you have to change the the, the engine belt or seven serpentine belt on, on your car. You know, so I actually, you know, when when I did it, uh, if, if you look at my Instagram, you will see that yeah, I I, I actually pulled a big like a foot long uh, bar that is in the middle of a spacer in the middle of the engine out. You know, because I was changing my my belt. You know what I'm saying? So, so I would say that I'm I'm kind of documenting this information. Um, okay, let's say five years from now, I want to sell it. Somebody says, "Okay, do you have anything?" I said, "Look, I, I've done this. You know, oil change. You know, oil change on this car is nothing. Okay, is 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 so easy yeah. that it's funny. Okay, uh, uh, yeah. you know, and uh, you know, so so I I, I do keep tra- track of uh, things. You know, and. And a lot of times the people, they buy the car necessarily, you know, without getting any type of a service information. They just say, okay, you know, I like it. You know, I mean, it, it really depends on the, on the okay. uh, buyer. So you're documenting everything. So everything's there for, 
for future reference for you as well, I guess, so that you know what you've been doing and then future reference if you do happen to sell the yeah. car. Is there anything for the 997.2, is there anything that's come up with the car that you've had to fix, that you've, that you've struggled to fix, that you've said, well, I don't think I can do this? Has anything, has anything happened to the car which has been very, very – what's the most difficult thing you've done to maintain? Well, I mean, I would say probably the most difficult – uh, things. I mean, I, I replaced the spark plugs on this car, you know, which in order to do that, you have to remove the mufflers, you know what I'm saying? I mean, people, they think that when, when these car manufacturers, they design the cars, they make it very easy to do maintenance. And the answer is no. You know what I'm saying? This, yeah. As I said, in yeah. order to get to a spark plug uh, on, on this car, you have to remove both mufflers out. You know, there, there are some very very hard to reach areas that, that you have to do the work. I changed the, the belt on the engine on this car, you know, and of course oil change and, you know, brake fluid change and all of that, you know. So, so I, I would say that as long as I'm not dealing with the, something that has to do with the head, possibly something that uh, get me, let's say, to the uh, PDK, you know, clutch and things like that, you know, the, and yes. That, yes. You know, those are the things that I'm going to, you know, take it to the to the dealer. You know, and yeah. So what are you what are you using what are you using for reference though? You're using the you've got the Porsche parts manual and you've got other reference books or something. How, how are you knowing what to do though? What are you what where is your reference well, for okay. how to fix it? So so um, what 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 you have to keep in mind is in order for me to do any of these maintenances. Okay, let, let's say hypothetically I wanted to change the spark plug on this car, okay? So it's not, it's not something that uh, I said, okay, I'm going to do it next weekend and I'm going to jump on it and, and go from there, you know what I'm saying? I probably spent so much time in, uh, you know, uh, Googling information. I, I, I found the, the manual, uh, you know, in, 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 yeah. in uh, the Porsche um, uh, shop manual. I, I, I found all kinds of things, you know what I'm saying, before I actually get to the point of doing this. So, okay. so from my start point to the day that I'm doing it, it might be three months off, you know what I'm saying? But what's yes, going to yes. happen is as I'm getting to the day even before, let's say I'm doing this um, on, on, a, on a Saturday, for example, the, the night before I probably can't sleep because in my <laughs> mind I have already disassembled the, all the areas that I need. So I'm, I'm, at that moment, I'm very confident. So the only thing that I get into, I mean, if you are looking say, okay, what kind of problem am I going to get into? Well, the problem yeah, I might yeah. get into is if I get into a bolt that is in a very bad spot and I have a very, very hard time taking it out. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, so, yes. so, so this is the type of things that when you are watching videos or YouTube online, People are not showing you. They are not showing you the problems, okay? Yes. So, so that is the type of things that okay. cause the problem probably more than anything else. So you do, yeah, so you're very analytical. You do your research. You make sure you have all the right tools you need. You've got Porsche reference material. You've got things on YouTube. And, I, you know, I think it's great. I mean, you're doing all the own maintenance on your 997. Uh, it, it's obviously saving you a lot of money, but it's also bringing you closer to the car, right? Because you get to know the car so much better when you're actually working yeah. on the car. So, so, so I guess what you were asking me a little bit earlier about other, you know, cars. Yes, I, I had BMWs. I work on the BMWs. You know, this actually started back in around 2011, 2012, when I took my car to the 
to the shop to do the, my breaks. And, and I found out, you know, uh, a month or two later that I had warped uh, rotors, you know. And, and because yes. of that, I, I said, I took it back and the guy wanted to charge me the second time. I said, wait a minute, hold on. Let, let's see <laughs> what is involved in here. You know what I'm saying? So it, it kind of, yes. I went through two BMWs. I went, you know, changing uh, coolants. And, and, and by the way, as I said, I do a lot of studies. So I know that there is, you have to maybe program something. You have to... Uh, you know, you have to, it's not just the, the mechanical part. You also have to deal with the program. You have to reset something. You have to follow a certain procedures, you know, and, and, and things like that. So you have the, you bought the tools for that. You've bought the reading tool that you can read the fault codes and change fault codes and things like that. You actually have that tool? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so, you, so you're well prepared. You have everything <laughs> you need. So you're, you're very prepared. That, that, that's correct. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean... It, it, and you have enough space? I mean, yeah, I, I guess I'm, I'm fortunate that I have a big, a big driveway and I have a, a big garage. So so all I have to tell my, my wife is, okay, well, uh, I'm going to be working here. Is it okay if, if the car is in the middle of the garage for this week? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. <laughs> for a week? It doesn't well, take you that long, No, but, 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 <laughs> but as we get a little bit later on to my second car, you understand why I say a week. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, so... So let's let's get on to that. Let's let's introduce the listeners to what happened next. So you've got the nine nine seven point two Cabriolet. Um, you obviously really enjoy it. Uh, you're doing all the repairs on it. Then you th- then what happens? What happens that makes you want to get another nine eleven? So let tell the listeners what what the process was and what happened after that. Well, you, you know the you know any, anytime you you look at the Porsche, it seems like there are two big areas that is separated by the 1998 depend, or 1999, depending on, on how you look at it. You know, you have the air-cooled one and you have the water-cooled one, you know. And, and uh, it, it, again, even if you look at the water-cooled one, you will see that, yes, you know, every year you go through a particular generation, something gets added. But if, if you go and sit in my car and you go and sit in the, let's say, 2017 car, yeah, and you will see that they're very close, they're very similar to, to each other. You know what I'm yes. saying? I mean, um, yeah. Um, so, so, so that's why I, I was more interested in in now going back into the air cool era. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I am actually, in a way, challenging myself mechanically. You know, to say, okay, well, you know, I know how to do this. I'm, I'm very comfortable. I'm not scared to do it because I'm. I spend a lot of time. Um, you know, and, and, and as a matter of fact, I mean, all of it, all things around me right now, I, ha- I have books and, and folders. And so, so, so you can see this is. The, oh, okay. Yeah. Everything's documented. Uh, so, you know, yeah, in, everything, all the reference. Something, yeah, sitting in here to, to, you know, to get. Okay. So, so you have the water cooled, you have the 997.2, great car. And then you think, okay, I want to get into an air cooled 911. Is that how it works? And then you you start searching for an air cooled nine eleven. That's right. Yeah, I I, I looked around on, on in that area uh, as well for a while. Obviously, you know, for the past couple of years, you know, uh, and and what I did is I kind of went around. I'm part of the Porsche Club of America, Los Angeles Club. You know, uh, for the past what is it, six years or something. You know, and and you know, I talked to other people that they had the air cooled cars, you know, and, and at the shows, I, I, you know, again, cars and coffee or, or the event that we go, 
I, I kind of went to to different car uh, owners, you know, and asked them about, you know, what's your experience? What's the what do you what kind of problem do you have here? And, you know, I try to educate as as much as I can, but at the same time, I, I try to ask questions that normally people are not asking about that because this is this is more okay. about mechanical maintenance, you know, things that you need to do, things you need to watch out, you know, yes. So did you have an idea then of what generation of air-cooled you wanted? So you're going around to Cars and Coffee, Porsche Meets, Porsche, Porsche Club of America events, and you're, you're trying to pick people's brains who, who have some mechanical knowledge, I guess, about servicing or looking after mm-hmm. air-cooled 911s. Do you decide then, is that what made your decision on what generation to buy in the air-cooled? Um, I guess in a way, yes, there was one particular person, and I want to give him credit, his name is Gary, <laughs> and, and he, he, had a, he had a black 993, uh, and I think his was, okay. uh, his was a 96, if I remember correctly, you know, and, um, and, and, and it seems like he loved to drive it, and, and I remember about maybe two years ago, uh, well, I guess I forgot about the COVID, three years ago, <laughs> <laughs> we have one year of this now. Uh, uh, you know, he, he was driving that car, and one time I, I remember he I saw him, and and he was driving a 2008 uh, Turbo. You know, uh, he sold it. Yeah. You know, and and uh, you know with with the PDK and, and things like that. And almost every other time that I saw him around, I asked him, so how, what do you think about this car? You know, in compared to that. And almost every time he told me that he missed the old 993, you know what I'm saying? He missed the 993, yeah. He, he, yeah. he missed it, you know. So, yeah. So, yeah. so I guess I, I got more uh, drawn, uh, you know, you know, the, the look of the 993 with the, you know, the, with its back end, you know, the, the front looks very like a happy face, you know. It, it looks like a newer generation car, look like a newer car, but, you know, it's still it's part of the, the old, Air-cooled technology. Absolutely. So tell tell the listeners what you bought. Tell the listeners what air-cooled you bought, uh, Amir, and how you found it. Where did you find okay, it? So so uh, so I I bought this uh, almost a year ago. It was November of 2019, and uh, uh, this particular car was at a Ford dealer. You know, uh, I guess somebody bought to buy a Ford, whatever, and then bought, uh, sold this car. You know. And um, so, so I saw that uh, online. I saw some pictures. Uh, actually, online it said it was a, um, you know, it was a stick car, not the automatic, uh, Tektronics, You know, so I said, okay, you know, I'll go and take a look at it. You know, and and when I got there, I saw, oh, okay, this is not a, a stick. It's a Tektronics, You know, uh, or auto. Oh, okay. And. Um, and I said, okay, well, you know, that's okay, you know, because, you know, if, if my kids, they need to drive this thing, you know, they, it's okay, they can drive it. And, and, and by the way, there are some um, manual, there are some manual um, 911s that, that uh, I guess they have some other type of issue that you have to watch out, okay? <laughs> yes. And, and, and that has to do with what happens if you need to change the clutch? Well, in order to change the clutch on some of them, you have to drop the engine. That's what you that's what you do. You know what I'm saying? So 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 the so so as 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 you get some advantage in some area, you get disadvantage on the other side. Anyway, so I, I saw this car. Uh, I it, it was a my, my first car, the 97.2 was a black on black. This particular car was white, uh, glacier white on on, yes. on, on a cashmere. 
um, beige. Yeah, which looks really nice, actually. It looks, I, you know, on your Instagram, I can see the color. The interior works well with the white. I mean, it's nice to have the light yeah. colored. So I have, I have two cars that are almost opposite of each other, totally. One air-cooled, one okay. cool white, black. <laughs> so you, you, you went to this dealer. So you, you, were you looking for an air-cooled for a while? Once I'm going to come back to the same question again, which I know other people are thinking. Did you want to get a hardtop this time? Did you want to get a coupe? Is that what you were – were you looking for a cabriolet or you just came across this one? It was the right price, the right time. I think I think I think uh, when I was looking for the second car, I was not necessarily looking for a cabriolet, you know. But because of the because of the way it looked, because of the age, you know, this is a 1998, you know, car. And I, and uh, actually, I had to take the muffler out to do the spark plug check. So I know that the muffler on that car is from November of '97. So so this is not it's like almost to the very end of the generation whatever best that it could happen in the air-cooled technology could be over here. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, I yes. guess when I got to the fact that, yes, it's a cabriolet at that point, I didn't mind because I had a good experience with the, with the first one, you know. So I, I was not even thinking about, oh, this is a cabriolet, so I'm, I, I don't want to do this anymore, you know. So when you went to the dealer, though, so you enjoy the cab- you enjoy cabriolets. You've got the nine nine seven point two Amir, and then you go to the dealer, and the dealer advertises it as being a manual car, and it's a Tiptronic car. Yeah. Um, and I guess what you said is is a good point. You know, it means you know other people can drive it who don't necessarily drive stick. Your children, your wife, if they don't drive stick, they can drive the car. So it's you know it's it's better in that way. But when you went there and you thought it was going to be manual, you were annoyed when it wasn't manual that the dealer had advertised it as a Stick no, six feet? no, no. What what happened is, uh, uh, I guess when I looked at the price and I checked the, uh, you know, other cars similar to that, you know, I found that that the the price on this is v- really good. You know what I'm saying? And okay. and and actually, the price probably drove me probably more uh, toward it than um, than you know than why it is not a manual instead of electronic. So I guess I guess the thing is, in, and I, I'm kind of like talking for you here, but I mean, the color is really nice. The glacier white's nice. The tan interior, it's like a tan color, isn't it? Tan interior um, is really nice. That's right. Um, and also because it's a 98, I guess that sort of pushed you over the line as well because it is, you know, all the updates have happened to the 993 by the time it gets to 98. Everything's been updated, upgraded, and it's like the last of the line. Um, what... So what happened then? You you went to the Ford dealer. It's it's priced pretty well. So you bought it almost straight away. No, what what happened was uh, the salesperson was a very uh, shrewd person, I guess. You know, and, okay. and 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 the problem. Okay, so 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 the I, I guess what I can tell you is, um, let's say if I need to play cards with someone, and I know that I'm not a good card player, I won't I won't play with you. But if I know that I'm going to win, it's better that you don't play with me because at that point, you know, it, it's a, I, I, the reason I'm doing it is because I, I think I'm going to win. So, so this person was kind of telling me some stuff that I think was not true and, or, or you know, yes. uh, and, and so I kind of trying to read between the lines of, of what is happening in here. Like, for example, um, one of the, the issues that I had with this car when I went for a test drive, uh, I noticed that my steering wheel is 
is shaking a bit, you know. And then okay. um, when I went back, you know, he was telling me, oh, no, 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 that is, that is normal for the air cool. All the steering wheel will, will shake, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So, yeah. so, which, is not, <laughs> which is not true. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, which I, which I found out later on that my front tires, even though it looked like brand new, but they were actually bad. So, so when I replaced my front tires, that problem went away, you know what I'm saying? So how did you check? So you're mechanically minded. You've been fixing your 997 for ages. You've been doing all the maintenance. You look at the car at the dealer. How do you check it over? Do you, you take it for a test drive? Do you do other checks on the car or do you get someone else to check the car? What, what do you do, Amir? What's well, the process? Well, I mean, to be totally honest, I didn't do a PPI if that's where you're going. You know, I, so I, I actually looked around the engine. I was trying to look underneath the engine as much as I can. You know, uh, I, I was trying to pay attention to things that maybe normally, you know, like if I happen if I make a very sharp, uh, you know, left turn or sharp right turn, you know, in the parking lot, you know, I'm, you know, am I hearing any clicking, you know, any 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 uh, type of issues like that, and and I, I did know that there there is an oil leak uh, which is uh, near the what do you call it? There's a gasket for the um, what they call the timing chain, you know, on, on the, on, okay. uh, so I know there was a, there was a leak in there and, you know, for all the forums and everything that I read about air cooled, even the people that they actually replaced every gasket on the car, they said, well, you know, two years later, the, the problem came back, you know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. So my, my, my question is how much oil am I going to be losing in here? I mean, what, when you say oil leak, what, what is it? definition of an oil leak, you know what I'm saying? So, so yes. um, I guess I have the answer now to that question because <laughs> this is a year later and I didn't okay. oil change, so I know how much oil I lost, you know what I'm saying? So, okay. No, I think, you know, like I was leading to the PPI and I knew you wouldn't have got a PPI because you have the experience of, of checking over the car and, and, you know, doing the maintenance on the 997. So you would do similar checks, like you said, on the 993. So you managed to get a good price for the car and you purchased the car. Um, was the car the one thing I didn't didn't ask you? Had the car? Does the car have a good service history? Did it have a lot of owners? I mean, um, were the records there or so, not? So, so the yes, I got a history of this car. Um, it it had three previous owners, and um, I think the first owner took the car to the Chicago area for uh, it looks like for about six months or so because apparently there was a motor vehicle registration over there and there was a motor vehicle registration back in california so i know okay. in the whole history of this car um you know this this car was out of the state probably for about six months or so you know but the rest of the time it was in california as i said i pull a lot of carpets around there is no rust in this car at all there is you know no sign of rust so so everything looks um good to me Okay, so that was that was twelve months ago when you purchased the car. So you bring it home, you you did the deal. Um, did you find any surprises once you brought it home? Were there anything? Was there anything that you that you missed that you that that has cost you more money than you thought, or was everything pretty much okay with it? So, so I guess one of my suggestions to your listeners is uh, on this this particular car is totally different from a nine. 964 car and, and the other one. And, and the, the reason is in order for Porsche to increase the power on it, they double up a lot of the stuff on it, you know. Um, but, but one of the things that probably will, will, uh, will stay, uh, 
I have to give a warning basically, is when you purchase this car, you have to make sure that not only it has two keys, because my came with one key, it has two okay. fobs, okay? And, and uh, basically, in order to get the second key, um, uh, I, I found that when I took my car to the, to the Porsche, I said, okay, I want to get a second key for this car. Uh, when, when, when the new key came, it didn't look like the original key. You know, it, it had oh, okay. gadgeted yes. edge on it. So, so I, could, I could start the car, but I had a little problem pulling it out of the ignition, you know, or oh, pushing really? it. Anyway, this doesn't feel right. So I had to find other places that they, that they had experience on, on making the key. And, and, you know, now I have my almost exact uh, of, the, of the key. And also the fob was, was a nightmare for me, you know, as far as uh, trying to program it. Because apparently when you want to program the, the fob key, you have to go through the sequence of... Um, uh, hold a song and hang yeah. in here. Uh, for the immobilizer, right? For the immobilizer uh, yeah. so, and everything. So I guess for yeah. entertainment, if, if someone wants to do a check to see how many steps you have to go through to activate the fob, it's yeah. something. So so, um, so I did, I went through all of those steps. Uh, I spent hours and, and I took for a new fob, and I found out that there is something going on in here that... Um, and 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 by the way, when when I get to a, when I drill into a problem to get to an answer, most problem that is the problem. It, it, I mean, I already spent too much time on it. So so I took it to the dealer. They had the air cooled specialist in there, and and the guy said, "Yeah, you cannot you cannot program it. Basically, he had to um, remove the heater and basically do a hot wire because at one step you have let's say twenty seconds to do something, and then it was not right. happening at the time." So, so he had to hardwire it from underneath the steering wheel to say, okay, I'm here, you know what I'm saying? And then kind of he programmed the second fob. So I, I would oh, okay. say that if, if somebody wants to buy a 993 with a fob and if a person says, okay, the fob is missing, I, I would deduct $1,000 from the total price for that. <laughs> okay, that's a good tip. That's a good tip. Yeah. So. Okay, so apart from that, was there any? The car was pretty much okay when you got it home. It was okay. Yeah. What I'm more interested about, what I'm more interested about, is is the when you first had to do some work on the air cooled. When you had to do some work on the 993, whether it be change the oil or or do some general maintenance, how did that compare to yeah. the 997? Which is easier? Which generation is easier? Or are they both about the same? I, I, I would say that the 997 is easier by far. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, so so I, again this is for the people that maybe are not familiar with the 993. Okay, in 993, in order to give it more power or more oomph, so to speak, uh, they had to do a whole bunch of extra things. For example, uh, it, it's a six cylinder, it's a flat six, uh, but in order to give it more power, they, they double up each cylinder with uh, two uh, spark plugs. So it has 12 right. spark plugs, okay? Right. And, and then in order okay. for the oil to go, they put two filters. And, and in order to, to get to any one of these, there is a lot of things in, involved. I mean, it's... <laughs> so a lot of things have to come out oh, before you can oh, yeah. get in there to oh, yeah. fix it. Oh, yeah. And, and, and the funny part is uh, that, that's one of the reasons when I, when I was doing it, I told my wife, I said, okay, look, you know, I might have to leave it here for, for, uh, for two weekends. <laughs> and the reason for it, so. no, no. So, so I have a reason for it. I want to, I want uh, when a lot of people when when they want to work on their car, 
They said, well, okay, if I start at 9 o'clock, I want to finish by 10.30. You know what I'm saying? When I, yeah. when I start at 9 o'clock, I don't have an end time. Because, yeah, you'll be, yeah. Because, number one, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Number two, I'm, I'm learning what I'm doing. I'm, I've never done this particular thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm spending my time. If, 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 let's say, I spend eight hours to do a spark plug change on this car, if I have to do this the second time, it's not going to be eight hours. You know what I'm saying? It will, it's always going to be much shorter. You know what I'm saying? Yes, uh, certain, yes. uh, certain things that you have to do that no matter what you do, if somebody tells me, if I go to a shop and the person tells me, oh, you know what? I can do this in two hours, okay? I, I would yes. probably give him a couple of hundred to see how he's doing it in two hours because I know there is no way he can do that in two hours. You know what I'm saying? Could do that properly in two That's hours, right. yeah. So after a year, so it's it's been last November you bought the 993. Um, what... What else have you had to do? Is there any was there anything else major that you've had to do to the car, or it's been pretty reliable apart from that? Well, it, it was pretty reliable, but but uh, um, okay. So let me give you a little bit funny part about my nine nine seven. In 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 um, I guess in United States, every two years, or at least in California, every two years you have to take your car in for a smog check. You know, maybe similar to MOT in England. You know, and yes. and um, so so. I, uh, on the last uh, smart check on my car, I I did some work, and I, I think that was around the time I, I did a spark plug check, maybe a month, a month or two prior to that. Uh, I was doing the spark plug check, and I guess for the safety reason, I disconnected my battery or whatever. Again, as, as I'm talking to you, I learned something from it, which I'm not doing it the same way the second time. But anyway, I'm talking about at that time. So, so what happened is I took my car to the smart check, Early, as soon as I get my paper, I took it there. I said, I'm ready. And then, and then the person said, okay, well, uh, I cannot do the smart check because there's a, uh, there's a not ready message in here. It means the, the car was not driven long enough to, you know, to have all the, uh, you know, all the settings reset properly. So why don't you go okay. and drive it like 50 miles or something, you know? So, so, so I went there and I did that. It didn't work. And Long story short, I found a procedure that, that that you have to start the car for X amount of minutes, drive it uh, the, at, at the between 20 to 30 miles per hour at, for X amount of time, and then, and then a whole longer co- complicated process. And then, yes, my car passed the smog. So, okay. so, so now that I got the second car, my smog check supposedly, if I had to do it, would be in November. So because of that, I try not to do too much things that could possibly trigger that not readiness okay. message. Yes, you see what I'm yes saying? I understand. J- just in yeah. case. So that's one yeah. reason I, I did like an oil change or whatever. That was, that was okay. But anything else that probably had something to do with disconnecting the power or something around that line or, or the system, uh, because the 993-98 has a, a computer in it. It's more... Uh, well, I guess before the 1994, the car they didn't have computers or OBD uh, one. ECU, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. right. 90, 94, 95, they had the version one, and 96 up had the version two. So, so because of that, I decided not to mess around with the car. 
Yeah, that's not a good needed. idea. That's a good... Because if I get to that, I, I don't want to deal with that uh, ready, not ready message. So, so I kind of yeah, well, pushed it back so that the, so that he passes that, and then I did the, the you know, I mean, other than oil change and some other like brake fluid and some other little things here and there, I I waited to, to the time passes, you know. Yeah, because you don't want to fail the smog test in California, do you? Because it shows up on the record of the car as well, doesn't it? If you fail emission, isn't there something about that? I, I, I always see it on Bring a Trailer where people are always questioning if it failed a, the smog test in California or it fails the test, it shows up on the yeah, car it, fax it, or something. It does show, but I think if, if Bob Benny passes, then it's already passed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I don't okay. want to have any type of a bad record. So I said, oh, I'll wait. You know. So so I, I have a I have a... Uh, a list of what needs to happen. Let's say 15,000, 30,000, 60,000. And my assumption is the person before me didn't do it. Even if he did, I assume my assumption right. is right. they didn't do it. So I'm going to do it, you know. So, so Yep. Yeah. So y- y- you have the 997, you have the 993, the 997.2, the 993, water-cooled and air-cooled. The water-cooled, as you said, is much easier to service. So listeners know it's easier to get in there and to service it than the 993. What about the driving experience? And I'm guessing a lot of people are interested in this. What about the driving experience? Because you've got you've got two cabriolets to compare to here. You've got the two generations. You know. By the way, just the word uh, easier is a relative. Is that right? So one thing (laughs) that's an oil change on the scale of one to ten on on the 997. It's probably a one because I can change the oil while the car is sitting on the ground. I can do it in a supermarket parking lot if I want to. But right. but the oil change on the 993 compared to that is probably a 10. You know what I'm saying? So okay. it, it's that different. But so, so one thing could be easy. One thing could be very different. I mean, you know. Yep, I understand. Yep. So, yeah, I, I guess your question was as far as the experience of these two cars, you said? Yeah. So, yes. So uh, actually, I'm very fortunate. I'm very close to where I live. Uh, there's a very... It's a very short, like five mile, very twisty road. Uh, when I say twisty, I'm talking about probably about 20, 30 turns to get to the end of the five mile at least. You know what I'm saying? So, so, yes. so because I have these two cars in my garage, I can actually take one behind the other and, and, and go and drive on the same twisty road, you know, both going yep. up the hill and, and coming back down the hill, you know. Yes. So, so, so to answer your question, the... The 997, I always say that you could be a mediocre driver and it might make you look good because the, yes. the technology is the one that is helping you, you know, be a better driver. You know, on the 993, you have to be a better driver because it doesn't have that technology to, to I guess it has more technology than, let's say, a 964 or an older generation 911. But I'm talking about between these two, you know, I'm so saying it doesn't have that much technology. You're kind of on your own as a real driver compared to a, a car. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. So, what about the what about the transmission side of it? What about the the PDK and the 997 compared to the Tiptronic? Obviously, the PDK everyone says is much better than the Tiptronic. I have had uh, Andrew, who was on Owner's Stories, who also had a 993. Was it a 993? Yeah, 993 in the Tiptronic as well, which he bought. And he said you could still get you could still get quite a bit out of the Tiptronic transmission. That's right. So 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 
in general, I, I'm not using my uh, my uh, you know my Tiptronic when I'm driving in the streets, you know, or 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 my 997, you know, using the, the manual portion, right? You know, the, when I'm driving the street, but when I'm actually on the hill, that is the time that I'm using it, you know, because I like to be in control of changing the gear when I'm going up the hill or down the hill on both cars, you know what I'm saying? So, so I, I am using the manual uh, on both. On the, on the 997, and I'm not sure if, if, uh, if your car has it or not, but my 997 has, has three modes on it. One is the PDK. The other one is a manual. I'm talking about you are the one control. And then the other one, which is like a hybrid type uh, mode, which is you, you, can, you can touch the, the uh, I guess, the gear, and then you say, okay, I'm going to make the changes. But if after a, you know, a couple of minutes, uh, the car feels that, okay, it looks like you are not going to change anymore. I'm going to take over. You know what I'm saying? So oh, okay. we go back to the, to the auto again. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, so, so I'm not sure if, if your car has it or not, but... But that's one of the things. My car's a my car's a my car's a manual. My car's a six-speed oh, okay, manual. Okay. My nine nine seven. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. so I guess in in my case this is it. I'm not sure if the if the auto one they had it, but I think it's this part of the PDK version of the nine nine seven. I think. Yeah. But the but the years that have passed between the Tiptronic to the to the PDK, the PDK is a better transmission. That's that's right. Yeah. I I think it, is, it has to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then, and then the answer to your question to the other one, the 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 nine nine three again. When I know that I'm going on this hill with a lot of twists on it or coming down from it, I'll switch it to the uh, to the Tiptronic piece. So I, I'm I'm the one controlling it. And then when I get down to the bottom of the hill, I, I flip it over to the auto and then. <laughs> Let the car oh, okay. So it's good fun. It's good fun. So does the nine nine seven have a have was the sports exhaust an option on your nine nine seven or is it just a standard exhaust? Okay, that's a good question. Uh, that's one of the the first. I, I did some mod to the to the nine nine seven, which I didn't do to the nine nine three. But on the on the nine nine seven, um, it didn't come with a sport exhaust, but I put a Fister exhaust on it. So. Oh, one, you of did. The, okay. one of the first thing and, and I also did one of the other thing I put a fab speed um, uh, uh, bypass it's it, not the, it's a it's an X pipe not a bypass it's an X pipe yes, yes. which takes the center uh, muffler out and then I have the fister which is um, making it a little bit so that must that must sound fantastic yeah so <laughs> So, yeah. That'll sound really, really oh, good. Yeah. So, so when when I'm in the parking lot, parking next to another 997 similar to mine, and yeah. I start my car, the person looks and oh, what, what happened over here? Yeah, <laughs> especially when it must be a great experience when you've got the top down and you can hear that. That's it, right. it, it'll sound fantastic in the cabriolet. That's right. And and one of the nice thing about the um, the Fister part of it is it, it doesn't have any droning, so I can be on the freeway going at let's say 65 miles per hour, and it's not bothering me because. You know, it just doesn't drone, you know. Yeah, that's what I love about the Fister. You know I'm a big fan of the Fister and my car has it as well. And it's just a it's just a great mod to do. If you have a nine nine seven you should just do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a great mod to do. And like you said, the main thing is it doesn't have that droning. But when when you need it to sound good, it sounds good. So 
Fister, uh, Darren Fister also does the does the Fister exhaust for the 993. You haven't been tempted to put one on the 993 as well? No, and I go back to the reason of the smog check. Okay, smog check, so you can't do anything. No, 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 no. I, I can do it. But but what happens is when you do your smog check, you have two more years to go back to the smog check again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and, yes. And, and then in, in reality, because you are... Uh, changing the sound from the muffler, not the cat, the smog should not affect. But what's going to happen is when you are trying to do the test, the person is testing, hear a louder exhaust note and say, well, uh, what happened? Maybe I have to look in here a little bit more carefully. You know, you see what I'm saying? And, and that's the thing yes, I didn't yes. want to have on my first smog checking here. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So it sounds like, uh, I mean, I mean, what can I say, Amir? You've got you've got two 911s now. From having none, you've got two in in quite a reasonably short period of time. Um, is there a third one coming? Is there something else you're thinking about now? And you you're thinking, okay, I know how to do all the maintenance now. I know how to do air cooled. I've I've worked out air cooled. I've worked out water cooled. Is there another Porsche on the horizon, or is that it for now? Well, I think that is it for right now because I can't justify a third 911 in my garage. But. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe maybe you might sell one of those ones and up and change it to something That's else, right. possibly. Yeah, but uh, so let me let me explain something uh, about about Porsches and and the you know what you want to buy as the first Porsche. I guess we go with that. You know. Yeah, that's a great question, um, actually. And and you know one thing is that as the generation getting closer to the let's say to the nowadays, you know the twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. I think that the company is trying to do something to take as many do-it-yourself people out of the picture. So basically, they try to cover everything up, you know, so that if you, uh, let's say if you want to change the air filter, as an example, or the 991, you have to remove the bumper now, you know what I'm saying? So, so you have to yeah, take which a, is crazy. Yeah, you have to take more stuff <laughs> out, kind of get you more um, scared to discourage you from things like that. And of course... The more time you spend on it, the more it costs to do a, a you know, a, a, a very simple maintenance. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yes. How, how much it costs to do a, uh, let's say, a spark plug change, you know, and and how much is the cost of a spark plug itself? You know what I'm saying? Uh, or a, yeah, well, it's the labor cost, isn't it? It's the amount of labor that it costs. And like you said, if everything has to come out to get to it, then the labor cost goes up. So therefore, I guess Porsche make more money from that, and they make money from the parts. So it becomes very expensive. That's right, yeah. Um, um, I want to ask you a question, actually, because I, I like to keep these podcasts to an hour. We're actually almost yeah. at an hour. I want, to talk about, I want to talk about the driving road you were talking about before, but I want to talk about a picture that I saw, on your, an image on your Instagram, the image of the model cars. Is that, are they your model cars? Oh, you mean those like uh, miniature cars? Is that what you're asking me? Yeah, yeah. all the Hot Wheels and That's all right. the... That's right, yeah. So... So one of the events that I went back in, I think about 2016 or so, uh, one of the, um, I guess one of the uh, people that came to the event had the 996, uh, it was a, 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 it was a 356 car, you know. Uh, yes. And then, uh, I, oh, it was, it was a black color. It was very neat and all that. And then I was at the market, supermarket, and I said, oh, this is, this is like a dollar. So I, I bought this. Uh, one dollar car off of the you know, Hot Wheel, uh, and then as the time passed, and I passed by, I said, "Oh, this looks neat. This one." So, so, so I start collecting these, and then it became an obsession. Okay. okay, 
So it became an obsession. And, okay. Uh, and, and my man <laughs> was looking at I want... Yeah, but I want everyone while we're talking to go to to go to uh, Amir's Instagram and look at this image yeah. and look at this image because honestly, you have got so many cards. That's right. And and by the way, yeah, I guess on that image there are three pictures on that. And and yes. so so you might see the first one, but that that so that I I made that case. I, I built that thing for the first set of Hot Wheels that I had. But then after that, I went and I. We you know got the other cases with the mirror in the background and all of that. So so yeah so so I it, it accumulated. Then I went to Hong Kong and my my son was over there and he's looking. What am I buy this? What about, are you interested in? It? So we keep buying stuff. So so basically to make the long story short, I mean those are not just Hot Wheels. There are a lot of other brands in there. You know, yes yes. Uh, there are Kyosho in there. There are another one dollar car, a lot of them. <laughs> and also some of them, they came from other places. I mean, you know, I, I'm from Australia, I'm from Belgium, I'm from Portland. Yeah, I, I saw that image that you posted yeah. that you said so, it so came those, from Australia. Uh, there, are, there are many from other countries. There are about 400 cars in there and there are a bunch that is not actually in the case yet, you know. So uh, first I wanted to get the larger scale, but then I found that by if, if I get the larger scale, then I'm going to run out of room. It's, it's a great collection. <laughs> it really is a great collection. Um, I mean, you have so many Porsches here. It's just crazy. Yeah, it's and, just crazy. And one, it's, it's a... one thing, thing about that is there are no SUVs in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there are yeah, no boxers in there. There's a no, no. I have anything from 90, uh, 906, 904s, you know, uh, uh, I have a whole series of, of uh, 930s, and, and I think it's on the second image, if I remember it correctly, uh, it's about yeah. 40 different uh, uh, 930 cars in there that it, it went through 1978 all the way to, to current. And, and it's very impressive. It's very impressive. And, and I have to say, color, different in, interior, exterior, different, you know, the, the, yeah. they all come from some of them. There might be two cars, the two green cars, for example. One was made in Thailand, the other one was made in Macau. So, so they are different. Well, I was going to say that, uh, Amir, about the second image. You've got it actually labeled where the, you know, the, the countries. You've got like, I can see it when I zoom in on the image. You've got England, you've got Macau, you've got. You know. so, so the reason that you see that is because the, it started from England and then the company went out of business so they, or, or they, they, they transitioned to a place that they can make the cars cheaper, obviously. So, so they went to Macau and then after that they went to Thailand. And then, then, then you will see there are a couple of them from Brazil. Actually, I think I have one from Brazil in there. So, so that is very unique, you know, uh, as far as, uh, you know, very was manufactured and, and they took the molding from another place and things like that. But yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a very unique. Uh, I call, I call that collection Porsche obsession. That's, that's, that's your obsession, <laughs> Amir. That's the, you know, that, you buy one and then it turns into 10 and then it turns into a hundred and oh, yeah. then, you know, oh, yeah. but it's great. And you've made all the cases and it looks, it looks fantastic. Yeah, you've got a great little, great collection. Yeah, and of course, you know, my, my daughter and son, you know, they, they keep contributing more stuff to me, you know, they, they support me. My wife support me, obviously, you know, in, in this thing, you know, so, so they, uh, there are some, as I said, are not on that, on that image, you know, that there are, Probably more expensive are in a different cabinet right now. They gave me, uh, I, I have a Porsche 
Lego sets, you know, with the two thousand three hundred yes, yes. pieces, and also, you know. <laughs> Uh, it looks like it looks like you have no more space to put any in those racks anyway. You'll have to make some more some more storage for them. That's right. That's right. I'm running out of space. <laughs> <laughs> so the final question, Amir, that I like to ask people, and you've kind of already answered it. You you spoke about it briefly before. If someone's coming to Los Angeles, um, where should they go for a drive in their 911 or in their sports car? Where where do you recommend is is the road that you enjoy the most when you're taking one of your 911s out? Yeah. So so if. Uh if you like a twisty road, you know, um, and that's what I like, you know, I, I don't like to spend too much time on the highways, you know, so, but if, if you like twisty roads, I would say the Mulholland uh, Highway is probably one of the uh, the places that you have seen on TV a lot, probably Jay Leno drive his car there, you know, different, yes. different guests over there. We have the Angels Crest uh, Highway, which uh, again, Jay Leno, Keanu Reeves, and a lot of other movies start. They drive the motorcycles, and you know, it, it, a lot of places that um, it, it, you know you can go for miles and miles, you know, uh, uh, into these areas. But as I said, for me, one of the about two and a half miles away from where I live, I have my personal <laughs> almost uh, twisty road in here that I enjoy. Uh, you know, every week or every other week, I just go up and down. Or, <laughs> You know, uh, that's great. It's easy. Fantastic. That's a great story. I mean, you know, uh, from the 90s until now, you've, you know, apart from your all the models and all those cars you just showed me that we saw on Instagram, you've got your two cabriolets. Um, you enjoy both of them. Anything else you want to share before we go, Amir? Because yeah, we're, we're I, I over the hour. I uh, add a little bit about, um, I guess, working on your car, okay? And I just don't want to get people wrong impression you know uh, as i said i i had the, the porsches are not my first car when i worked on i worked on other mainly european cars because the, you know and so so i i feel comfortable you know uh, looking at the thing so in in general when i look at something mechanical probably in my mind i'm taking it apart to see okay what happened if i take this yes. bolt and this washer and whatever out okay what, what happens over here but but i think you have to spend a lot of time studying before getting into this and as i said there are a lot of nice things on the youtube but there are a lot of stuff that they don't show you you know and that is the part that things get cut off and, and it comes back and say, okay i'm done with this one and then you don't know that the person maybe dropped his wrench in the engine or or, or he couldn't open this bolt because it was rusty or something uh, I, yes. I i when i did my spark plug change yes i started with that but then what i found out is one of my um uh, you know, distributor wires uh, is bad. You know what I'm saying? So, so I had to order one. It was not cheap. Okay, so, so that that took a couple more hours. To do that. You know, I changed the, my distributor cap and the rotor inside. This car has two distributor cap, so it's a it's a bit of a nightmare. So you have to watch out where the plugs are going. You know, take a picture. I love that. And one of the other things that I like to do, my suggestion, anybody want to do this? is try to do one task at a time. So if, if you are, let's say in my case, I was doing the spark plug check, uh, change as an example, but at that very moment, my fuel filter was exposed. So I could actually work on my fuel filter at the time, but I decided not to do it because I said, if something doesn't work right, I don't want to make my troubleshooting more complicated. So I said, I'm coming back to, to that thing later. But 
on the other hand, I say, oh, look, you know, it's, not, it's a golden uh, opportunity for me to change the, the shocks in my engine cabinet so it doesn't hit me in the head. So, yes, I think yes. that which is, has nothing to do with what I was doing, you know what I'm saying? And, and my wife is, is my assistant in all of this, you know, so. <laughs> um, Amir, that's probably the only thing that I've done to my car is I actually changed the suspension struts for the, for the engine bay and for the front. Yeah, yeah. That's about that's about me. That's about all I've done. <laughs> yeah, but on, on the nine nine three is very tricky. I mean, it's, ev- it? every everything on this car it, it, it's a uh, it's a challenge. Let me put it this way. But yes, I, I, so I guess you. Sorry, go on. But but you know, as you said earlier, this is to me this car, and of course the other one is the same. But but this car, because of the fact that I have done all of this, to me it's like a baby. You you took care of the baby. Yes, the baby poops, but it smells, but you, you took care of it. Now you are closer to this car. You know, you, you, you like the car more because, because I took the car and I know that what I did was not wrong. You know, and as I go through some of the stuff, I can see some of the stuff that was missing. I know that the previous tech looked at this thing and said, well, you know what? Instead of putting five bolts in here, four will work. You know what I'm saying? So I don't need to put this one because it takes me... 15 minute extra work you see what i'm saying it's more yeah. challenging so, so yeah no i think look because you've had because you've had experience fixing cars before because of the way you think the way your mind thinks and you've and that helps you know you've made the car your own it's not about just driving the car and enjoying the car the car is now your those cars the two cars are now your own because you've worked on them and you know you know you know the, you know them inside and out really and you know which one is harder to work on, and you know which one is easier to work on. Yeah. Um, I always thought air cools. You know, it, people might listen to this and think they can just go and, and do the maintenance on their air cooled nine eleven. I think you know you have to you have to have a certain skill set to do it. So, you really so do. my my suggestion, uh, I guess, uh, is if somebody wants to buy the first Porsche, okay, and uh, and, and again, we're not talking about the cheapest Porsche. You know, you find a five thousand dollar that you have to spend, you know, fifteen, twenty thousand, or or a lot of other nightmares. I'm not talking about that. I would say that probably the first Porsche, if I wanted to buy one, and it's not the brand new one, I would probably go after the nine nine seven point two, and and probably the two thousand twelve model because that is the last generation of that car before getting to the one that everything is hidden before you get out of the naturally yes. aspirated car and get into to this thing that is turbo. Yeah, it's nicer. You can tweak it more, but that means you might have a possibly some other problems that you don't have it on this one, you know. Um, yeah, which is what which is what makes the 997 so appealing. Yeah, and, um, and as far as the anything else is concerned, I, I, would, I would also suggest that, okay, when, when you get your first Porsche up, you want to think about two things. One is you want to have money for any possible, uh, you know, I guess cost or repair. So let's say if you your car is thirty thousand, your budget should be thirty five thousand uh, or forty thousand, not twenty five thousand that you got a thirty thousand car and you have you deal with a problem. Uh, yeah, true. And and the other one for the air cooled piece is the is is a little bit worse actually because there are a lot of nice looking car from outside. But the material of what the engine is made and what are the other components, air-cooled cars were handmade cars. You know what I'm saying? People made it. So, so we are not perfect. I mean, it, 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 yes. it, it's, it's a nice car to have, but, you know, um, 
But you know, you have you have to watch out for this. You shouldn't underestimate it. Basically, you should always have a little bit. You should always keep some money aside. You should also have your budget. You know, the budget is just not what you pay for the car. The budget is what you're going to need to put into the car. Yes, yeah, but perfect. Yeah, great story, Amir. I just wanted to thank you for inviting me to your uh, podcast, listening to my story of cars. <laughs> you know, I, I really enjoyed your podcast in uh, uh, you know in the past. You know, uh, you know, Porsche is a very you know a strong community. You know, with all the the people, especially like like people like you that supporting the you know this the, you know this company the uh, and and the enthusiast enthusiast and and all the all the other people that you know um all the other nice people that's one of the things they say that it's not just the car the people you know that it's the people you're right it's the people and that's what's great that's what i and i've said it before this is what i really enjoy about doing the owner stories is is talking to people like you amir you know with a great story um you know the passion and it's just you know, it's just great. And especially during the times that we're going through, it's even better. You know what I mean? It's even better. But I think, I think everyone that listens today is going to be really, um, they're going to enjoy your story because you've got an air cool, you've got a water cool, you love both of them, you enjoy driving them. I mean, you've got great roads nearby and you do all the maintenance on them, which I think is fantastic. And I think, you know, really, you know, hats off to you for that because i mean it's not an easy task and it it sounds like the air cool's a bit of a tricky one to work on yeah um so i think that's fantastic but i really really appreciate you coming on the podcast today um amir and sharing your story it's been great thank you very much i also wanted to to thank my wife my daughter my son for supporting <laughs> you know what i really enjoy you know and and also you know, buying a lot of accessories for me. You know, they, they know that my son, <laughs> my son is right now keep pushing Fister uh, a stage three for my nine 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 three. You know, oh, really stage three, <laughs> yeah, not stage want, two, stage three. You want to do a stage three, but you know, for, for me, you know, he's pushing. I mean, the, the, you know, it, it's very nice that they they support me and they they enjoy what uh, you know what I I like and you know they buy me all kind of miniature you know cars and things like That's that. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So I want everyone to go to um, uh, go to Amir's Instagram. It's uh, I'll put the link in the in the description of this podcast. But it's Aircool, A E R K U H L. I didn't. I forgot. You know, there was one thing I forgot to say, Amir, is that I really like your number plates. Right. You've got two great number plates. So, you know, so, I'm a fan. So of- my my son is an actuary person. So so for my first car, the nine nine seven V two, he came out with that name. You know. Because I told him I want to have something related to Porsche that not, not everybody understand, other people understand, not, you know, the enthusiasts understand, you know. And then the, yes. the second car, my, my, my daughter came with that name out, and I said, okay, I really want to have something related to the air-cooled name in this. So, so, so that's how the, the two <laughs> words came uh, along, you know, the air-cooled. And, and when I took my car... You know, to the dealer to get my key fob. The guy said, "Oh, how long you have this car?" And I said, "Well, you know, I have it for like five months or something." And he was shocked that nobody else got those numbers. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. It's a really, it's a great air cool as a number plate. It's a great number plate. Yeah, fantastic. And the nine nine seven one is good too. I, I, you know, I'm I'm a fan of number plates, and I, I, I thumbs up for those. They're very good. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me. I really enjoy your show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amir. So, um. That's it for the Porsche Cool Podcast today. That was Owner Stories. Uh, Amir coming in from Los Angeles in the US. 998, uh, sorry, 98, 993 Cabaret, Cab- Cabaret, I can't speak, it's late at night. Cabaret and Glacier White. 
And then the 2010 997.2 Cabriolet in black. So check out uh, his Instagram, like I said. The link's in the description of this podcast. Give him a follow and uh, check out those uh, the car collection he's got too with all the Hot Wheels and all the, the Porsche models. They're very, very, very cool. All right. Thank you so much, Amir. Thank we'll you. talk to you again soon. Thank you. That's it for the Porsche School podcast. That was Owner Stories number 17. Uh, thanks for listening and bye for now. Bye.